Word up is Cherry Coke. Welcome to House of Hail, the Valhalla of Michigan podcast. I'm Charlie Prue, and this is episode number 14. Hey guys, so you know the drill by now. Let's get the housekeeping done. Uh, I really hate that term. I have a hard time with it every time I say it. Housekeeping. Um, let's just call it what it is. Shameless (laughs) self-promotion. So, first, I want to thank everyone for listening on your favorite listening platforms, whatever they might be. Apple, Google, Spotify, iTunes. That's awesome. Um, remember to subscribe. When you listen, subscribe to it. Like it, rate it, review it if you want, if you can. I'm hearing there's a problem with leaving reviews on iTunes. I'm not sure about that. But uh, somebody can help me out on that. Leave me a comment on my Facebook page, House of Hail. And Instagram, House of Hail. Um, also, you guys want free stuff? I have swag bags. Message me. I'm out of some magnets right now. Um, I should have more very soon. And they'll be back to full swag bags then. (laughs) They're pretty cool, guys. I'm not out of stickers, though. I have a ton of stickers left. So we're good to go on that. Ah, Let's see. I know this might come as a shock. But I postponed the poll on Facebook. For now. For now. (laughs) I know. I know. But there will be a new poll up and running very, very soon. (laughs) I'm sure of it. (laughs) And other than that, let's talk about what's going on. Well, COVID's still here. Gross. Hopefully, you all are safe and healthy from that. Do you guys feel like the walls are closing in yet? Holy crap. Um, well, at least one normal should be back in two weeks. That's right, Big Ten football. It's getting closer. But here's the problem. As the weeks go by... Um, it's just not looking encouraging. As, you know, like as far as COVID tests go, like every school's having an increase in positive test results, including Michigan. So this sucks. That's what we had going for us. And, and we still do. I mean, it's not as bad as it sounds, but yeah, it's up. So Michigan Athletics reports a new single week high for COVID cases. 
This is not good news. With football two weeks away, it just seems like the Big Ten's looking for a reason. Oh, boy. And with Michigan, how we <laughs> kind of stood ourselves out <laughs> early on saying, we're good to go, follow our plan. But our plan's still awesome. So the total number of student-athletes to test positive is 78. And, of course, they're not saying what team, what students, nothing. But not that it's a silver lining or anything, but that number's less than a 1% positivity rate in the athletic department. And remember this, as a rule now, if a team test rates are over 5%, they have to stop everything. Hopefully we don't get to that point. And honestly, really, hopefully no team gets to that point. I mean, I don't want to see any postponements. I, I just want to see football. I want to see everybody play. Um, even Ohio, like, I, I, yeah, I can't wait to whoop their ass this year and, and shock the world. <laughs> Come on. Things have happened. Things have happened. But um, you know what's kind of funny, guys? <clears throat> I heard this... Um, have you guys heard this is Michigan's offering uh, you a way to get into the big house this season for only $70. You can have your face printed on a cardboard cutout. That's right. So they'll be made of corrugated plastic and they'll be put in the, the North and the South end zones. There'll even be a separate section for students. I'm guessing the student section. Wait, there's more. And then, for an extra 25 bucks, they'll mail it to you after the last home game this year. So long story short, I'll be getting my dog's cardboard cutout mailed back to me at the end of the season. <laughs> I'm going to dress her up. That's, I think this is a great idea. I mean, whatever. I mean, do it or don't do it. It's, I think, why not? Um... Get your pet. <laughs> Dress your dog or your pet up. Um, I think that would be hilarious. It's a pretty neat idea just because everyone feels cheated out of fun and joy this year. I mean, totally. Of, out of, even if it's not football, you, cheat, you feel cheated. <laughs> and we can't even attend games. We can't even tailgate games. They won't let us go tailgate there because you know what that will lead to. Why don't you just let us in? <laughs> but um, we can't even, I mean, we can't even, where do you go to watch the games? I mean, if you don't stay home during a normal season, usually go to like a bar or, you know, somewhere you go to to watch these games. Now you can't even do that. So they offer this as a distraction and... I think it's a good one, uh, although I do hope they maybe can figure out like a 25% capacity allowed in the games or something like that. Don't these SEC games make a huge difference to you guys when there's fans in the stands? Even not full, it just, it's a huge difference. 
And but listen with these cutouts, if you I'll help you out. If you want to place your order, Google Michigan Big House Cutouts. Um, I believe the name of the company is Fan Cutouts. So they make them and hook you up with the big house and they take care of it all. So get your cutout, son. All right. Let me get into rant time on House of Hale. Notre Dame students are pissed off at their president for not wearing a mask at a recent White House event. <laughs> They're trying to get him to resign. Now, listen, I don't that stuff's all political and I don't want I don't get into that, but Notre Dame is already they're all as a school, they're a COVID hotspot. <laughs> that school and football team is gross. Still probably not as gross as Michigan State. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They probably are. No, but actually, I, I think State's doing a lot better right now as far as their COVID cases go. But, um, I, 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 okay. I don't want to deal with COVID anymore. So listen, uh, we have four more games to lightly go over before the season starts. Uh, as you know, I've been reviewing two games a week and with proper math, boop, 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 that would mean this week we're going to be skimming games five and six or better known as Rutgers and Penn State. But, just for a second, let's talk about some games that were on over the weekend. Just a couple, because, you know, without Big Ten or Pac-12 football, and and don't even lie, how much do you guys miss the late Pac-12 games? I mean, I, I never realized how much I watched those late at night. I... I miss Pac-12 almost as much as Big Ten. <laughs> um, but, yeah, right now, football, I'll, it's, it's different to watch. I, I've never watched so much SEC, which I'm realizing also. But even though it's different, <laughs> some of it's pretty damn entertaining. Um one game I don't want to talk about is Tennessee versus Georgia. Georgia won 44-21, spoiler alert. But that's not what I want to say about this game. Uh, I had reminiscent thoughts of an uh, old Michigan game from last year. Do you guys remember when Carlo Kemp pulled off J.K. Dobbins? I think A.J. Hutchins, Hutchinson was involved in it too. Or, or Aiden Hutchinson, sorry, A.J., Aiden um, they pulled off J.K. Dobbins' shoe <laughs> when Michigan played Ohio last year. And they got caught, and we got penalized, and it was a really boneheaded play because we got caught. But so this Tennessee-Georgia game had a penalty that caught my eye, and is probably the most exciting play of the game for me because I don't care about either, either of these teams really. <laughs> but anyways, so Tennessee quarterback scrambled out of bounds to the Georgia sideline. He's out of bounds, right? On his belly, slid out of bounds. 
And as he was starting to get up, uh, Georgia wide receiver George Pickens, he was sitting on the Georgia bench, mind you, stood up and squirted his water bottle all over the quarterback as he was getting up from the ground. Well, would have been a good play, but Georgia got caught and got a 15-yard penalty. (laughs) But you know what? Seeing that, I I was like, it was almost justification. Like, (laughs) I don't, that was such a dumb penalty we did. I mean, we didn't need to do that (laughs) last year, but just glad to point out that we're not the only ones who do boneheaded plays. (laughs) But like I said, other than that, and that wasn't really exciting. This game was boring. So, boom! Let's jump to a straight upset. How about uh, A&M, Texas A&M, exposing, yeah, use that word, exposing Florida. This will continue, and this is my House of Hail opinions now. This will continue to happen to Florida all season. Their defense is lacking. Their corners need help, and the safeties aren't it. A&M threw bombs and came down with them. Now, I'm not saying Florida are chumps, but they should have played A&M a lot cleaner. But something funny I saw in the postgame with uh, Florida coach Dan Mullen, he was pissed. I, he could say he wasn't. He seemed pissed to me. I mean, aggressive then. He seemed aggressive, I guess you could say. Because um, Texas allowed fans. Um, he said that the fans made the difference, and they do. <laughs> and he hopes, he did go on to say he hopes that Florida can pass something saying they can fill their stadium with fans when they play LSU coming up. Now, while I do believe crowds do make a difference, um, however, (laughs) turnovers were the difference in this game. Laces out, Dan! (laughs) But, um, hey, speaking of LSU, I knew it. I knew it. Missouri defeating LSU, number 17 LSU, 45-41. It looked like LSU had some uh, had the same problem uh, Florida had on defense. Missouri threw all over LSU. It was actually more incredible to see LSU's defense this way like than to see Florida's that way. At times, it was like LSU didn't have corners on the field. That's how open (laughs) that the receivers were. Nonetheless, it was a really fun game to watch, really back and forth the whole game. Um, Y'all know I love Coach O. I love that guy. (laughs) Uh. LSU had a chance, even in the final minutes, seconds, in the final seconds to win from the two-freaking-yard line. LSU, from the two-yard line, couldn't punch it in. That's not right. But honestly, if you watch the last, it'd be worth it. 
to watch the last sec the last set of downs, you'll see a completely smothering defense from Missouri. It was an amazing stand from the two yard line. It really Missouri played a hell of a game. The that last just that last four downs. Um LSU tried to run it in twice, got stuffed at the two freaking yard line twice. And they didn't enter the hole with explosion. It just looked like he tried to tiptoe and wait for a block. Man, when you're on the two, you explode through there. You don't wait for a block. You push your guy into the other guy. Um, the other two were passes, and they were aggressively swatted down. Like, aggressively. <laughs> That's the kind of defense you want. Um it was an amazing stand. Here's what I wonder. If LSU, you think they'll be ranked now? They're 17, two losses now. I don't think they'll be ranked, especially with the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan's up to 20. I mean, we were 23 last week. Now we're up to 20. We'll probably move up again this week. We haven't played a game. <laughs> Once the Big Ten starts playing, there's no way. A two-loss LSU team? Done. Um, but listen, uh, uh, let's move on. Another game. And really, last but not least, uh, you know what I'm getting at if you watched any games yesterday. Number 22, Texas at unranked. <laughs> Oklahoma. Holy crap, four overtimes. I loved it. Loved it. This game had... Blown defenses, breakout runs, missed field goal, blocked field goal. <laughs> so I'm watching this game and slowly realizing this Oklahoma team is not the same Oklahoma team. I don't watch a lot of Oklahoma football, by the way. But they're not the same Oklahoma team we're used to seeing. But, you know, as I'm criticizing this team... <laughs> That's going into four overtimes. Really good game. High scoring. Um, I'm thinking, is it possible I'm being too critical of every team I watch because I'm having withdrawal from Michigan football? <laughs> I think maybe. So, all right. Let's get off this game. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Oklahoma won. Texas lost. Texas is... Mm, I don't know what they're going to do, but they can't lose down there. And they keep losing year after year. Good luck to them. But we're moving on. Let's hit two more games uh, this week. You know, in our schedule. Michigan schedule. Big Ten time. Starting with Rutgers on November 21st. So, listen, Michigan will be on the road for this one, but as I said in the past, no problem. Like a home game. But probably going to be no fans. So, <laughs> you know, as I'm looking at this, I'm looking at Rutgers. I'm like, I wonder what their schedule is. So I looked it up. 
guys, you got to feel a little bad for Rutgers. Um, <laughs> check out their schedule. Game one at Michigan State. And yeah, Sharton suck, but I don't know. They'll probably have Rutgers. Maybe. That might be Michigan State's one win. And I believe I called that. Um, but then they go on to play Indiana. And, and if I sweat playing Indiana, for sure they're probably going to beat Rutgers, right? You with me on that one? So, okay, we, we move on to, from there. Then they play at Ohio. I doubt they're going to win that game. <laughs> I hope they do, but I doubt it. Then they play Illinois. Um, our old buddy Brandon Peters down there. Good luck to him and Lovey Smith, and they'll probably win. And then Michigan. So, guys, listen, that's the first half of their season. That's a tough first half. I don't think, I mean, they, they won't have one win by the time we play them. And they probably won't have one win all season. I'm just going to predict a 49-3 easy, easy win for us. I mean, Rutgers' biggest story is that they hired... They hired Greg Schiano back to coach. He could make that team better for sure, but not anytime soon. He's got work to do. He could do it, though. Welcome back, coach. <laughs> um, then the second game that I want to talk about today, Penn State at the Big House, November 28th. <clears throat> this will be a good one. Uh, the overall record for this series is 14-9. and nine. Michigan's favor, of course. But honestly, Michigan and Ohio are probably going to be Penn State's only two losses this season. Unless they play Indiana too. Unless Indiana pulls it out against them, which... I don't know why, guys. I really just can't ever count Indiana out for most teams. I just can't count them out. So they're in there. <laughs> and I root them on when they don't play us. Go Indiana when you don't play Michigan. And look, um, some people are predicting Penn State will beat Michigan. Not me, but some people. <laughs> now, Penn State... They're not immune to the weird season that's happening to every other college team. Uh, with the players opting out and the restrictions and, or rules, and, you know, everybody's dealing with that. They had their star, not even arguably their star linebacker, uh, Michael Parsons, opted out. And, guys, without him, their defense won't, it won't be as tight they're not bare cupboards at linebacker. I mean, they've had a couple, they have a couple of different options in there, and they, I believe they both have a little bit of starting time. Not, not a lot, but, I mean, you know how that is. They're rebuilding certain positions. And uh, as far as their offense goes, well, let's start at the O-line. Last year, uh, Penn State allowed 32 sacks in 13 games. <sighs> and 
that was considered the best O-line in James Franklin era. It's supposed to be better this year. So although Penn State's pass protection kind of sucked, their run game was, I think, pretty good. They averaged about 190 yards a game. Uh, and they think they can eke some more out of that this year. I don't know how. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll average 190 yards a game this season. I, I don't. Um, their wide receiver core, in my opinion, is lacking from what it was, and with no more KJ Hamler, they'll slide Dotson to their slot. He's very. He's pretty like. He's clutch. He's not a big player guy. Um, he'll catch the ball, though. But they'll put him in a slot for the little quick grabs because um, he's so sure-handed, they say. <laughs> but he's not scary most of the time. And none of their wide receiver core really scare me against our corners. I Guys, and you know how I feel about our corners and our safeties. Dax Hill, I hope they challenge him. <laughs> I really do. I hope every team challenges him and he gets a chance to show Michigan fans and uh, us in the, the country what a five-star elite Michigan man athlete looks like. And I truly think this will be Dax Hill's year. I really do. Um, but with the fact that this game is at home and the fact that Michigan's running game is on point, it's going to be on point, it is on point, because, <clears throat> guys, we're stacked at that position. I went over that a couple podcasts ago. We are stacked at that position. I Say what you want. Um, in our corners... Dax Hill, Brad Hawkins, even Vincent Gray. Michigan will shut down the pass game. We will shut down that pass game. So it comes down to the run game. Bottom line is, House of Hale opinion, our D-line is better than Penn State's O-line. It is. Um, and as far as Penn State's D-line goes, they're replacing two All-Big Ten players that they heavily relied on last season. So, same problem we have. <laughs> but I do think Michigan just has more talent. And I'm going to predict a close one um, just because it's Penn State. And I do respect them. Um, I don't have near a problem with James Franklin as some people have. I think he's a decent coach for that team. Um, and for the Big Ten, probably. Um, but I'm going to predict a close one and say Michigan 27-20. Uh, I do think, as of now, okay, remember I have the right to reserve, I have the reason to change my uh, predictions and whatnot before the games. But the over-under will be 50, and I'll take the under. It'll be close, but as of now, I'll take the under. Um, so, guys, 
This means we only have two games left to talk about on House of Hale podcast. And we'll do that next week. And then we play some football. Somebody say football. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's so close. Next week, just think, next week I'll be even more hyped. And I'll be more distorted in the microphone screaming about one more week. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. But listen, if you're keeping track um, to my predictions, I have, at this point in the podcast, I have Michigan undefeated. Yup. So you'll have to listen next week to see how I predict our last two games. Bet you can't guess how it's going to go. Bet you can't. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, uh, I think I got through everything. That's awesome. So that's going to do it for this week, guys. Hope you liked it. <laughs> and remember to subscribe, like, listen, rate, review House of Hail on your favorite platform. Whatever it is. I love your favorite platform. It's my favorite too. Um, and don't forget about your free swag bags. Message me on Instagram or Facebook at House of Hail. Questions, comments, send them all. Send them to the Facebook page, House of Hail. And thank you guys again for listening. I love it. I love you all. Thanks for listening. We're so close to Michigan football. Then we kick this thing in high gear. Then it's on. I'm so excited and can't wait to go over it all with you guys. But in the meantime, everyone stay safe out there. And thanks for listening to House of Hail, where those who stay will be champions. Go Blue!